Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hello. This is our horror movie podcast and do not, you know, change your channel. Your eyes are not deceiving you. Yes, there's a Christmas tree. We're recording this way in advance. <sighs> I feel like people who actually listen to the show every week are probably sick of me telling them why mm-hmm. we're recording things in advance. But... Just in case this is the first episode you stumble onto, I feel like it's important to note why there's a Christmas tree in the background. I mean, maybe they'll just think you're quirky. That oh, it's yes. like, oh, <laughs> I have a Christmas tree up in July. <laughs> well, regardless, <laughs> um, Tim's having a baby, and because of that, mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of episodes in advance. Uh, but very uh, apt <laughs> for this movie. Very, yes, very. Were you worried at all <laughs> after watching this? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that that's something you have to worry about that yeah. <laughs> that can happen to a baby. Yeah, this uh, this is the potential <laughs> thing. That could, to be fair, Tim, I don't think it actually is a potentiality. Just to, just to keep okay. your character. <laughs> uh, Thank you. We'll get to that in spoilers because I feel like that is actually spoiler territory. We'll yeah, start I was, was going to mention course. what it was, but then I was like, mm, that might be yeah. a little spoilery. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. Uh, mm-hmm. So the movie we're talking about today. Uh, is in Petagor, and part of what we're doing here is just kind of try to get through some movies uh, over May and maybe the start of June from 2020. Now, I, I realize that we're just about halfway through the year by the time you get these, but for us, at the time of recording, at the end of December, start of January, we're actually kind of fitting in some 2020 movies um, that have some buzz, have some uh, mm-hmm. reputation, and that we didn't get to. Uh, there's a few different things we'll be doing. Uh, and Impetigor was kind of one of them. This is one that could have ended up on my Solo Shudder series, but uh, <laughs> it seemed interesting enough that it was worth looking at. Because it is on Shudder. It is a Shudder mm. uh, release. You you, <laughs> yes. you knew that like you weren't smart enough to uh, <laughs> talk about it alone. You had to bring in some uh, reserves. <laughs> reserves. Uh, well, I'll be honest, Tim, when you started that sentence, I wasn't sure. I, I thought you were going to like talk yourself up more than just reserves. I thought you were going to say, bring in the experts or bring in the, the professor or something. Yeah. But, um, so yes, in Petagor, it is a Indonesian film, if I'm right in saying. Yes. Um, and this is from the same director as Satan's Slaves, which we did review uh, mm-hmm. two or three years ago when it when it also hit Shudder. I think, I think it was Shudder anyway. Uh, it was, yeah. Um, and this is it's not related to that film it's just the same director but uh, and the same uh, main actress I believe uh, she had seemed familiar now that you mention it mm. but uh, so this is the story of a young woman and her best friend she's attacked at her job in the city uh, mm. at the start of the film and she works at a toll booth at a toll booth and she's mm. basically hears enough weird things and discovers something weird on her persons that makes her want to seek out uh, her childhood village where she left when she was five with her aunt. And basically there's a lot of family mystery about who her parents were and what this house is and why someone was trying to kill her and goes back to try and figure out why. And uh, let's just say the village ends up not being that friendly. Uh, she goes back with her best friend, <laughs> who's also one of the main characters. So uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of her main twosome who kind of take us through the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll leave it there. Uh, and we'll mm-hmm. get into spoilers later, of course, but that is the, the basic premise of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Tim, I'm going to ask you the question. Mm-hmm. What did you think yeah. <laughs> of Petigore? Well, yeah, I, I say, you know, break out the, the knives and forks because uh, I ate this movie up. I uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> do, you, do you like my joke about knives and forks? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I, I'm actually very interested to see uh, how you're going to feel about it because, uh, yeah, we, we were pretty um, opposite ends with uh, mm. Satan Slaves. I really like that one. And uh, yeah, I, I don't remember if you outright hated or, or just really just wasn't crazy about it. Um, but I mean, this to me, I, I really, really enjoyed. I think the opening scene with um, the toll booth and her getting attacked, I thought that was like really, really well done and just like start off the movie on like a really high note uh, for me. And then, uh, yeah, I think all like the, the mystery stuff works for me. I, I like the, uh, it's kind of hard to, you know, talk about with getting too spoilery, but I like the, you know, the village stuff. I like the kind of, aesthetic of it and like some of the you know uh i i guess maybe like kind of um paranoia and like fears and, and stuff that uh paranoia is not really the right word but uh, like some of the stuff that uh comes out of it um it, it's, it's definitely not perfect i do think um there's some stuff towards the end that i'm not like crazy about like there's like maybe like a few like kind of ghosty things that i'm not like super into but not enough to really uh detract me too too much from the movie um yeah because I, I think uh yeah the the there's still a lot of stuff that's like really good and interesting about it and uh yeah i mean uh again you know i i think i mentioned this like with satan slaves but i uh yeah i mean i i really like this director i'm kind of interested to see what they do next and i think they do already have like a, a trailer out for uh their new new movie so i'm excited for that but yeah, I uh, I like this quite a bit. I will say the title's very good. Before I say anything else, <laughs> and Pettigrew's an impressive title. It's memorable. It sticks with you. Sure. Uh, so yeah, no, I wasn't super mm. hot on Satan Slaves. Uh, mm. I didn't hate it, but I was very meh on it. I was very kind of uh, you know, supernatural, uh, mm. same same old thing. <laughs> Um, so I actually I'll agree with something you definitely said there which is the opening sequence at the toll booth I thought was very effective and uh, I would say that overall I like the movie I don't love it uh, but I definitely like it a lot more than Satan Slaves um, I think because a lot of the menace in this is human I think it is to its benefit there is some supernatural sure. stuff there is some ghostly elements which you mentioned I and it's funny because the opening with the, the you know this creepy man who kind of comes up to talk to her at the booth and then like he comes back and forth and the way mm. that shot was very effective the way it sort of always was yes. from her perspective of the booth mm -hmm. so that he was always off in the distance it was like really good uh, not quite slasher movie per se but really good stalker killer stuff and yeah. there's a couple of other like moments later on that were good in a different way but still very much with the human elements and mm. it made me really want this director to do something that doesn't have anything supernatural in it. I kind of want to see him just do a serial killer movie because mm. I feel like the way the way Joko Anwar directs stuff mm. or directs these specific scenes really makes me feel like, oh, I want more of this. Yeah. I want a movie where it's about someone you know, in a location like this being stalked by a killer and the tension that comes from that. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the movie is by far at its weakest when it gets a little bit too supernatural-esque or a little bit too... Uh, like, I don't, I actually don't think the backstory is too bad. I, I, I will critique, though, there is a moment in this movie where it basically pauses for 10 minutes for backstory to just be spoon-fed to us uh, for a long, yeah, long that's, time. Yeah, that, that was my problem with it. Like, I think it is a... Um, 
like once you kind of find out like why everything's happening what's going on like i think it is a good uh reason for it i just don't like the way it's like presented to us i mean basically without getting to spoiler there's the the main character is getting to see some flashbacks or getting to at least have the the information of the flashbacks delivered to her Mm -hmm. and it's this extended series of flashbacks and it's actually the second set of flashbacks because there's a set of flashbacks earlier on Mm -hmm. where a character is telling the public story of something and then later on when something supernaturally lets the main character see more of it and it reveals some twists and turns and blah 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 it does a thing where it sort of gives you a different perspective of a lot of these sequences that we'd already seen so Mm -hmm. but it'll do like a couple of minutes and then it'll cut back to her sitting there against the tree and then it goes yeah. back to more flashbacks. <laughs> and then it comes back to her sitting against the tree. And then it goes back to more flashbacks. To the point where when it cut back to her for the fourth time, I'm like, she's still sitting there against the tree! How long is this going to go on? Yeah, so, I, I yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah, so there was definitely some things to critique and some mm-hmm. weird uh, choices. Uh, I, I guess that's a pacing and structure cho- uh, complaint sure. more than mm-hmm. anything else, but... Uh, that, that was very odd, even though I do think some of the, the flashback stuff was interesting enough. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, that's good. I, I think, you know, one of the bigger things that this, this has got going for it as well is that I, I don't remember the characters being particularly interesting in Satan Slaves. Maybe you'll disagree with that, but I certainly don't remember them now. Uh, I, whereas here, I think the two best friends, the main character and her best friend who comes with her on the trip, I think they have chemistry. I think they're kind of, you know, witty yeah. and funny in the way they sort of, like, make fun of each other, banter, mm-hmm. talk about stuff. You know, because e- even the opening scene, because they both work at the toll booth, uh, but they're in mm-hmm. like different ends of the bridge or whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, would you need them at the different ends of the bridge? I guess you do, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but, no, you would, yeah, because for both directions, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I also had to go through a toll bridge, okay? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yes? No, oh, no, I just, I, I don't know, I've always... Uh... I don't know, I always kind of wondered, like, what that job's like. Oh, I'd probably right. just... I'd say boring, but they tend to be busy bridges because that's why there's a toll, mm-hmm. because it's busy, so yeah. maybe you're just constantly doing stuff. I I only know of one bridge in all of Scotland that has this, to oh, be yeah. honest. There's not a lot of big bridges here that, you know, because I, 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 mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the US has tons of these things in various places. Yeah. It's very annoying. <laughs> There's a sigh there. Tim's like, yes, I've had to pay many at all. Yeah, well, when I used to drive up to Boston a lot, there was, um, yeah, the, I definitely would have to go through them a lot. Uh, and I, I guess it's like a little easier, um, you know, because, you know, most people probably have like some type of electronic, like automatic debit thing that you don't mm. even need a person there. You kind of just drive through. But yeah, there's plenty of times like, when you'd be getting close, you'd be like, oh, crap, like, do I have any cash on me? Like, ugh, what am I going to do? Like, it's always, like, very frustrating. But I don't know, I, I just always kind of wondered, like, the logistics about, like, a, a job like this. Like, um, I was just like, yeah, like, what do you do all day? Like, what do you do if you have to go to the bathroom <laughs> or something? Like, Because <laughs> Andrew, she's, like, they both work here and they're at the opposite ends of the bridge or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're actually talking to each other and just bantering over the phone as they're working because, like, who's going to stop them? Yeah. Uh, so they're just talking to each other, and you know, they're 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 cracking jokes at each other. Basically, they're having a debate. Well, because uh, the the main the main ca- uh, character, whose name I should probably get just so that I'm calling her some Maya. Uh, yeah. Uh, she has another name as well, but that's uh, you know, whatever. But yeah, Maya. Uh, so she is complaining that her neighbors are calling her a hooker because she comes home late from work because her job is just you know night shift, which is yeah. really weird. Like yeah, because no one works late shifts. That's 
you know. Mm. But they're basically having a debate whether or not being a hooker would be better than the job they have. And it's a really funny conversation uh, about just like, oh no, I couldn't do that. I mean, you know, what if the dick's weird? Or like, and it's just, it's just really weird, funny, like just banter back and forth conversation. Um, and very quickly, I think this opening scene is kind of a masterclass in making me like the character establishing mm-hmm. there's some sort of threat because she mentions that there's been a creepy guy who's been going back and forth uh, mm-hmm. sometimes more than once a night which is weird um mm-hmm. and then when he does show up and it becomes a bit more threatening there's actually maybe the, the potential for violence it really escalates and it's almost like mm-hmm. a really good little short film on its own it just happens to be the prologue to what the rest of the story is going to be as well um and, yeah. But I think that chemistry between the two leads is kind of probably the best thing about the first chunk of the movie, is that them bantering sure. back and mm-hmm. forth and their debating of what to do uh, mm-hmm. is, is definitely more interesting. Because some of the characters mm-hmm. in the village that are, like, acting mysterious, like, you know, you, like, you don't know if it's, is this a hot fuzz thing? Are they all in a cult? Or is this, like, <laughs> a, you know, a Stepford Wives thing? Or is it a, you know, to pick, pick your mm-hmm. movie. Pick your movie where a character goes to, like, you know, a town or a village and everyone's yeah, acting mean- a bit off. I think I originally watched this uh, at some point in October, and I, I think it was earlier in the month, and it must have been right around the time where I was near the end or I just beat Resident Evil 4. So, like, like <laughs> I was all into, like, angry villagers. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, if the end of the, of the, of the town and immediately, like, a guy in a ra- with a rake and a hat was, like, <laughs> you know, shouting things at them. In Spanish, especially, would have been weird given uh, the, the the location. Right. But, um, uh, uh, what's interesting though, is I, I can't remember the name of it now, but they actually bring up like an ancient language that's like mm-hmm. uh, not used anymore. Jo- Joven or jo- Jovenese? No, yeah, or something it was something like, it was that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, they don't use it any anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it made me think. I guess the the closest comparison I can think of would maybe be like Scottish Gaelic, where. There's some northern okay. parts of Scotland that have Gaelic, and most people in Scotland don't know it or speak it. <laughs> but there's some people in various locations up north that will speak a bit of Gaelic, and it, that's what this made me think of. Is like, okay, mm. the, the old women here still speaking that, and yeah, yeah. Jeez, I, I'm trying to think. I feel like I just read or watched something that was talking about Gaelic, but uh, I can't remember what it was. This is a fascinating tidbit you're bringing into the show here, Tim. <laughs> I was going through my head. I was like, uh, was it one of those books or one of those <laughs> movies or something I watched? I don't know. A book, a movie, yeah, a TV show perhaps. <laughs> it could have been like maybe something from Supernatural. There uh, was a form of media at some point recently in Tim's yeah. life that <laughs> in some way mentioned the existence of Gaelic. Yeah. <laughs> End end of a uh, story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I do think it's kind of interesting because, like, because that's like a that's like a completely like whole other like language, right? Like, it's not like connected to English at all, right? Or oh, Gaelic. I thought you about the, yeah. the, the language in this. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. Gaelic. Yeah, Gaelic's completely uh, different. Is I, it, it's different... just kind of. Yeah. There's different versions of Gaelic. Like the Welsh is a, a version of Gaelic as well, like its own version Hell of yeah. Gaelic. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny because yeah, you don't really think of like, you know, like Irish or, or Scottish people like, you know, uh, like speaking like a, having like yeah, a completely different language. <laughs> I was thinking behind me. I, I think one of the dogs are at the door <laughs> growling. <laughs> they want to get in. 
Yeah. No, I mean, most don't. Like, you know, if you grew up in the central belt of Scotland or you grew up anywhere that's not, like, one of these specific places, you never learn Gaelic. Unless you specifically want to study it for whatever reason. Um, Apparently, because there's, like, one or two (coughs) Gaelic TV channels, apparently they pay very well because you have to learn the language and there's so few people that speak it that it actually pays Mm -hmm. quite a lot of money to, like, be able to work there and, like... Do you know like speak the language and like oh, whether that's you know presenting or even just being able to write the subtitles or something like yeah. it, it, it pays well apparently. Mm. Good to know. And the dog is trying to headbutt his yeah. way into the room by the sounds of it. Uh, spooky. Yeah. Seems after midnight, everyone. Yeah. All right. So um, no, the characters are good. This is the point I was making. The characters are good. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, and uh, I, I agree, like, what with basically what you're saying, like, this whole opening, again, is, like, <clears throat> I mean, like, say what you want about the rest of the movie, but, yeah, I just think, like, this this whole sequence is just so impressive, and yeah, for all the stuff you said, like, it immediately establishes, like, character, but then, like, once the, you know, kind of, like, threat starts happening, it's, like, handled so well, and it throws you, like, you know, like, you're, you're going from, yeah, this very kind of light, breezy conversation to all of a sudden, like, you're really fearing, fearing, feeling fearful for this character, especially because, like, again, being in this toll booth is such a, you know, tight, confined space mm-hmm. that there's, like, nothing you can do. And, uh, you know, uh, and again, like, yeah, the I, I think it's a good point you bring up about how, yeah, maybe this director might handle, um, uh, like, human uh, horror maybe a little bit better, which, you know, because I still like the supernatural stuff, um, you know, in, in this and Satan Slays. But I do agree there is something about, like, yeah, especially in this opening scene, the way he handles the the person, they're just so like creepy and dead eyed, and like yeah, the way they're like just staring and talking to the character, yeah, you just feels so like off guard. Yeah. And it's how it's shot as well, because like, he's lit basically just by the red lights of the car, so he's yeah. got this red light on him. And then when he walks back to his car, he get a weapon at one point, and it's like you know, mm-hmm. it feels like everything, the tension is really rising. Uh, yeah. And there's a moment very quickly after this where they've quit their jobs and they've opened a little closed stall in the market <laughs> because they wanted <laughs> yeah. to get away from this place. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, uh, and early in the film, there's a sequence where there's a sort of creepy moment where everyone sort of deserted the place and she sees what looks like mm-hmm. a sort of creepy, like almost like a nun or something, like just as a figure. Yeah. And it, it ends up being like a sort of fake scare, right? There's not much to it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it started i was like oh no don't don't do this don't do this creepy <laughs> supernatural stuff because it this feels way more i don't know whatever i, I just i wasn't feeling that as much luckily right. it is more about the human threat for the most part mm-hmm. there is supernatural stuff in the backstory and there's definitely some supernatural mm-hmm. stuff there but it's less to do with it's less mm-hmm. to do with like oh a demon's after or something like that. it's not that's not what the yeah. story is mm-hmm. uh and i appreciate that and i, I think uh there are critiques to be had along the way uh, for sure but yeah. uh for the most part it did have some surprising moments that that, that sort of like go oh that was interesting or different and i, I like like how some characters yeah. were portrayed um I, I will say the endings have a little bit oh we have to have our final oh escape we can't just right. let it just end naturally it has to have like a final little aha dun 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 moment yeah but, yeah <laughs> uh you know that's horror i suppose sometimes you just we have to do it <sighs> we have to do it yeah it's the done thing these days, apparently, in, in, the, in the horror business, yeah, as they say. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of spoiler stuff to talk about. So, I think with, with that said, we'll uh, we'll dive in. But uh, before we get to spoilers, I will thank our Patreon producers at the time of recording. Thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Board Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown 
They are all $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV, where you can go as well and support us for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble. You get access for $1 to the entire back catalogue of all the bonus episodes we've done. Uh, you can find a bunch of stuff in there, including all four <laughs> Wishmaster movies. You can find uh, the the remake of The Wicker Man. You can find a bunch of stuff yep. in there. That, uh, Invisible Maniac. <laughs> that wasn't us. Wait, what? Was that us? The Invisible Maniac? Yeah. I thought that was an ace. Oh, I no, that was like the first one we did. Oh, it was. You're right. It was. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It's just because Invisible Man can go either way. It can be I sci-fi or horror. True. So for some reason, I, I, I had in my head <coughs> put that into the sci-fi camp at this point. But yeah, you're right. Invisible Maniac was the very first one we did. Uh, they're on pause. There's no new ones for a few months while Tim's on paternity leave, but they'll be back. Uh, you still get early access to all the new episodes, though, by a day at the $5 tier. Uh, otherwise, you can support us uh, by hitting the like button, commenting, all that sort of stuff, rating the podcast on iTunes, five stars, uh, so please uh, do any and all of those things uh, and we appreciate it So, uh, and it helps keep all the content coming and the show to continue uh, throughout these trying times uh, I mean Tim, Tim's about to have kids to feed keep that in mind mm-hmm. that's true uh, anytime someone critiques any of your financial choices Tim just yell I've got mm-hmm. kids to feed yeah I got a you know I mean we have three humans two cats two dogs that's a lot of mouths that's to a lot feed of mouths. yeah yeah like baby will be first, dog second, cats third, and then my wife and then me. <laughs> the pecking hold on, order. Hold on, hold on. Why, why are cats third? I have to debate this with you here a little bit. Uh, well, they're not bringing much to the table. There. Like, look, I realize as much as I think the cat should be above the baby, um, I realize that's a losing argument. But I'm going to argue for the cats being above the dog. Come on now. <laughs> Look at the pure cat in the background. The, the, no, 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 the disrespect that's being shoved their way right now. <laughs> the, the, the cats, the cats will eat garbage. The, the dog, ha- dogs have they have fine taste. They need a that is a very that is bullshit. sophisticated palate. Cat, <laughs> cats are way more fussy. Dogs will eat any shite you throw down in front of them. Yeah, I mean our, I mean maybe most dogs, but ours have a very, <laughs> very refined palate. Oh, sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Tim has posh dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Confirm it. Hashtag it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, spoilers. Spoilers for Impetigo. That's where we are, folks. So, so the big thing, I guess I need to explain what's actually going on in this movie. That's the, the thing. Because obviously... <laughs> They sure. go to the creepy village. There's a you know a scene in the bus on the way there that's kind of creepy, which I thought was handled where like the guy behind them seems like he might be a little bit weird, but he's like ah no yeah. like you know uh, you're not bothering me, and he kind of helps translate because she finds like a mysterious. It's almost like the little thing you get in a fortune cookie. It's like a, it's a bit of paper that size. Yeah, that's been like well, yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's um, yeah, it's kind of crazy because like the I guess we don't really mention the um at the start. You know, the person that's attacking her has a. I guess it kind of looks like a, a machete, I guess. Um, but, and he, uh, yeah, she has like a, a scar on her leg that he, you know, kind of starts to dig into uh, with his weapon. And then later, yeah, she's kind of like picking at it and pulls this like paper out. Yeah, and it unravels it and it says, and it's in this line which she doesn't read, which this guy in the bus, you know, he's, he's a professor, a lecturer at a college, and he, he reads languages, mm-hmm. so he helps her translate. Um 
and what we find out later of course is what is what essentially the guy at the start was doing was confirming who this was this, this was to mm-hmm. him confirming that this was the person he was looking for so time mm-hmm. to swing his mache uh <laughs> and, and take it take her back uh he gets shot by police obviously if that wasn't obvious <laughs> for, you know, our security guards show up and shoot him but uh but what's actually happening in this movie is that so they go to the village it's kind of weird they eventually like they're lying about who they are eventually the friend says that she's the main character says that she's maya mm-hmm. but by her original name that this village mm-hmm. knows her as and they and- very quickly you know kidnap mm-hmm. her and well not only kill her there's more to it than that but mm-hmm. yeah, like because the old woman who kind of is a bit standoffish and she's kind of the mother of the guy who runs the town she mm-hmm. comes in and her son's got like a robe on and he's getting all ceremonial the other two guys that kidnapped her are standing there as well. And mm-hmm. I, I actually almost thought it was darkly funny how the, the mother came in. And she's, she's a very old woman, so she's kind of hobbling mm-hmm. along and she's not moving very fast. She sort of hobbles mm-hmm. up, grabs a knife, and just goes and slits her throat. Very, very, yeah. <laughs> very quickly. And it's mm-hmm. like, why are you wasting time with all this ceremony crap? Just kill her and get, <laughs> be done with it. And yeah. we, we then see her hang up the skinned flesh of this, the, her friend, mm-hmm. the best friend character. We see her flesh, like, like basically her boobs, like, hanging on a clothesline. <laughs> and obviously this is all, what the hell's going on? What, 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 why are they doing mm-hmm. this? This is mad. And mm-hmm. so to explain what's actually going on in this movie is that the main character, Maya, mm-hmm. she was born of this uh this puppeteer it's just a shadow puppet <laughs> guy who was very rich he came from a, a wealthy family so they owned the big house she in was the village. A, she was a puppet's daughter puppet's daughter yes he was a puppet master Ooh. Um, and he was rich and he was successful at his puppeting and mm. <laughs> and he fell in love with the the most attractive woman in the village and she loved him too so they got married mm. and it was a happy union but then they couldn't get pregnant they were trying to conceive a child and it couldn't happen mm. um but then eventually after five years she became pregnant however what no one in the town knew at the time is that the baby was born without skin and this is our main character <laughs> this is maya and the dad this uh, puppeteer he basically kidnapped and killed three young girls in the village mm. as a sacrifice to satan the demon whatever to mm. basically give his daughter skin which worked um <laughs> yeah you can't say it didn't work <laughs> yes but then there's a curse born from this where everyone who is born in this village uh is born without skin and they have to kill all the baby because mm. that's another scene that's like earlier on is that she spies on like a like a birth and immediately the guy just takes mm. and you don't see the baby it's, it's sort of like almost from the pov of the baby but he dunks the baby in water and drowns it and it's like oh this is dark as shit what's going yeah. on <laughs> so they're basically having to kill all their babies as soon as they're born because like the you know the because the, the one who they did let live is just in misery and just lying there in yeah. pain oh, oh, yeah. I, if anything i question that he's even survived this long without skin to be honest <laughs> like i feel like you'd die pretty quickly yeah I, yeah i don't even know how like how that would work like i, I, I don't know <laughs> yeah so that's the first version of the events we get when she gets told by the three little girl ghosts who she kind of keeps seeing. So the three girls who were kidnapped so she could have skin keep appearing to her. Uh, they eventually let her see the rest of the backstory, which reveals that her father is not actually the puppeteer. Uh, the guy who runs the town had a, an affair with the wife, which is what actually conceived her. And then the mother, who we saw slit the throat earlier, she 
is actually the ultra evil one who actually put a curse she's, she does like black magic and witchcraft she put the curse on her to be born without skin so she actually did a curse first <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it, wait it's a um so like the i i do think i, I get a little confused by this because there is like a lot going on but i think moving, it was there's, the, there's a lot of moving parts here yes yeah. so the the mother who's like you know the evil one was it her son that like had the affair like i think it was like yes. maybe like some help okay and then i, I was on like was it because like she was mad that he did that the, or so there's one part of this that i didn't quite get because she mentions okay. it later so so that so the mother of the leader of the town she's the evil one who did the curse in the first place mm-hmm. uh yada 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 she says something <laughs> when she's going full villain towards the end and kind of admitting things she talks about how she used to be uh i don't know if it was quite raped or just like she was sort of expected to have sex with the oh right with um the... i think it was like so the rich puppeteer i think it was his father used to mm. use her as like a sex slave so right yeah it was out of anger that now i think i think i was a little confused by mm. this part i was a little confused by why she already hated them i didn't quite get that in all this flashbacking mm. around yeah i uh I, I don't know the so I, I i'm trying to think because i um i i, I feel like i i maybe might have had a, a a better handle on it the first time i saw it and then because uh, when I watched it again, I, I watched it this morning, but I was a little uh, rushed, <laughs> kind of running around. But the if I remember correctly, like or or maybe this was just something something I was kind of like placing on it. But I thought she like kind of mentioned something where it felt like she was like, oh, um, yeah, like uh, you know, we were supposed to like serve these people and like kind of just do, uh, you know, like whatever they ask for, like. Yeah, like, like basically, like, okay, like, she, yeah, that stuff that happened to her, like, she didn't like it, obviously, but, like, that was, like, you know, your job, like, that was, you just kind of did it and, like, don't really mention it, and then I think, I I don't know if, like, she saw that, like, her son was maybe, like, falling in love with the, the, the wife or whatever, or maybe, like, their relationship, like, seemed too loving or something, that she was, like, angry about it. I think the evil mother definitely resented the fact that her son seemed to be falling for the puppeteer's wife. That definitely yeah. seemed to be a, a factor. Uh, but regardless, she puts and this curse... She, and, oh, yeah. and does she also do, like, a spell that, like, he forgets to? Yeah, she, they mentioned mm-hmm. that at the end that, she, that he doesn't remember uh, this. Mm-hmm. Although he seems to kind of believe it quite quickly, so I, I think once he's told, mm-hmm. it just kind of comes back to him, like, almost immediately. Yeah. Um because that, that was the weird thing is that even though he's kind of one of the villains throughout the movie try to chase her down to kill her because obviously the back half of the movie once this happens and she you know and maya realizes that her friend's been like kidnapped and killed there's a lot of her running around uh, hiding from the villagers yeah. she ends up hiding with the wife of the guy from the start of the movie that tried to kill her who doesn't know Oof. that her husband's dead but that was like such a good reveal when you find that out it was like ooh, like the one person yeah. <laughs> that's trying to help her oh yeah and she she wants to help her because she doesn't believe that the curse will be lifted because because what everyone in the town believes that if they kill uh you know this this maya the girl who was you know the the, the one who was given skin out of the deaths of these three girls if they kill this woman and skin her and then use her skin to make shadow puppets and the style (laughs) that the the girls were originally then that'll lift the curse 
But this woman doesn't believe that. She doesn't believe that curses can go away. Uh, although it turns out she's wrong. The curses can go away. It's just that the curse is actually much simpler than that because the ghost <laughs> little girls just tell Maya that if they, if they, if she just buries their skin with their bones, it'll put them at rest and that'll be the curse over. Uh, so... <laughs> This all sounds batshit insane when you say it out loud like this. <laughs> it, it makes sense when you watch it. It does. It does make sense when you watch it. It does make sense. So, just to sum up, and I'm just going to, I just want to try and sum this up a little bit again succinctly, right? For anyone who's not seen okay. the movie and wants to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so, in the past, there was a puppeteer and his, his beautiful wife, they couldn't have a baby. She had an affair with the son of this evil witch woman the evil witch woman <laughs> then put a curse on the baby that was then created out of that affair and the baby was born skinless the puppeteer out of trying to save his daughter uh killed three little girls um although there's an extra thing here because one of the things i didn't mention is that after he did this he like the, the original flashbacks mentioned that the puppeteer goes mad and we get this scene oh, where right, right. he starts killing everyone in the room, like behind this, like mm. the shadow curtain that he uses for his show. Yeah, it's like it's an interesting visual because you see him sort of swinging a machete around and there's blood spraying against the, yeah, the fabric. Then, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's all in shadow because uh, again, because mm. the way this works, these shadow puppets, it's like he's behind like a canvas that's so when he holds mm. up something in front of the light, you get like a shadow on the canvas. So you see this just to, the, you know. Yeah, and I feel like it doesn't sound like that impressive because usually when you think of it, you think of someone just kind of like waving their hand. Yeah. But he 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 actually does is able to do like a really good job with it. Like he has like all these different moving parts and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's all <laughs> effort put into it for sure. Yeah. But later on, we find out that um, it's actually the son who I guess is still pretty evil because he actually makes it look like he commits suicide because mm -hmm. when we originally see it, it looks like he he slashes his own throat with a machete mm -hmm. but when we see the second version where all the, the plot holes filled in by the ghosts this is this sounds so complicated <laughs> when you're saying it out loud uh, we see that the, the the evil woman's son actually is the one who kills everyone in the room and then slits his throat but does it with his like in his hand so it looks like he's committing suicide um yeah. i yeah. I feel like there's so much going on in the way it reveals it that I probably, <laughs> there is a couple of details that will probably make more sense on a second viewing. Sure. When I can actually take in some of these things. Um, because yeah, like, I, yeah, I think, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think me, that's maybe like something that I'll have like a little bit of a complaint about. Uh, like, again, I don't have anything necessarily wrong about the story. It's just... Yeah, something about the way that it's like presented that kind of makes it like a, a little confusing, or mm -hmm. you know, or maybe not confusing, but it does like take some work to like, like all right, all right let me kind of put some like blocks together, um, especially because like you said, you're kind of getting like two versions, so it's kind of weird when it's like you get a flashback and you're like, okay, I think I know the story now, and then it's like a little bit later, it's like, oh wait, now I gotta. <laughs> go back and kind of realign some stuff and... i think it'd be one thing if you got a lot of the story but there was one key difference later on but almost yeah. every single like part of the story has a new a new section when right. we get it again <laughs> later on or a new spin on it to show us what was yeah. really happening <laughs> and it, it becomes like actually a lot to take in so yeah. i think i took in the majority of it and the gist of it but there's definitely some details that I, i'm still not entirely mm. sure on uh sure so but for the most part, it's definitely so batshit insane that it does actually have a lot of 
But there's a, there's a, it's entertaining, you know, as I was yeah. learning it all, I was like, okay, there's a lot going on here. And I was glad that it was mostly just human stuff. I mean, yeah, there was black magic involved, which I don't mind, but it wasn't like, ah, demons this, well, ghost the, that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, that's definitely something that, uh, that that's the strong suit is, you know, it, it doesn't boil down to, hey, we got to run away from a big CGI ghost. It's like, yes. I don't know, yeah, like, there is some ghost stuff, and... And maybe like there's a little like like there's a scene where she's trying to get away in a car and like you know a ghost child appears and like pulls off its skin and I think it's kind of cool but like the special effects aren't like I don't think they're horrible but they're that, not like amazing. But, I think well, there's two car scenes. The one that I didn't mm-hmm. like too much was where she's going to get away because the driver's got a truck and he's he's driving off, but mm-hmm. then like he turns and sees a ghost and yeah. he crashes the car. <laughs> that annoyed me because it felt a bit cheap, um, yeah. but. You know, the, the woman who's helping her does find out that her husband's dead, and she's very mm. sort of, like, standoffish at that point, but does still help her eventually. Once she's sort of calmed down a little bit, she still helps her, to the point where I, she's, e- she's even the one that saves her later on, because they actually, mm. you know, the villagers catch Maya, they have her mm. hung upside down, they're going to slit her throat, and she's yelling out, hey, no, here's the backstory, you know, it was really you, you're, you're actually my father, technically. You're my father, hey, dad. <laughs> uh, you know, your evil mother here, She she's behind all this. And yeah. she's trying to convince them that there's another way to stop the curse that she's already done it because she has already done it. We've seen her like go and bury the bones in the skin. Yeah. Um. And it's actually the other woman who was helping her who runs out with this new baby. Which, by <laughs> the way, if there's anything I'm going to like maybe poke a little bit of a hole in here is that there's so many new births happening in this town that there's like there's like five over the course of the movie that are there to, to be relevant when we first learn what happens to the babies. Then a second example where Maya sees it. Mm-hmm. So when this is all happening and she's she's done the, the the burial to try and lift the curse, it's very convenient. Oh, there's a there's a new birth happening in a few hours. <laughs> like, how many new births are happening in this town at any given? It's not that many people here. Well, especially if there if you know there's a curse, like, wouldn't you kind of wait to get pregnant? I know, like, I know. <laughs> why is it, why is there so many people? Yeah. Do they just not believe in contraception? Is, is that, is that <laughs> possibly because yeah, it's like well, yeah why are you all getting pregnant when you know there's a good chance your baby's going to be born without skin and have to be killed and yeah. <laughs> why are you all due within a week of each other it's really weird uh very, odd. very do, you, do you have a season is this the season to all get knocked up is it you know? uh, it could be because <laughs> I, I like the idea the motivation of the guy who comes to her at the start of the movie is mm. because his wife has just become pregnant and so yeah. he's de- he's determined to find the solution because he doesn't want his baby to be born, uh, you know, skinless. And it's like, oh, okay, that's actually a really good motivation. Why mm. everyone in the town's pregnant and having kids right now is really weird. It makes no sense, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. But anyway, so the woman that's helper runs out with the baby, saying, "No, this baby's okay. This this baby, mm. the curse is lifted. This baby's healthy and alive and has skin." And mm. Immediately, like all the villagers who have been told for years that they have to like find someone and kill them, and they've already helped kill someone. <laughs> are like, uh, oops, a daisy. Yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> not feel great. So the evil witch mother mm. holds a knife to her neck and says, "It's either her or me, son. It's either her or me." And mm. basically, it ends with both her and her son slitting their own throats and lying mm. like next to each other. Uh, and probably just like a miserable dark ending for them. But they're, 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 yeah. you know, even he's still pretty villainous. He's still done a lot of shitty things. Although, right, right, right. I do question how much of that is like the mother doing like black magic to control them or make them forget things or do I mean, her bidding. He, he, even without black magic, there's probably like just a lot of her influence, you know. 
Yeah, that makes some sense. Mm. So there's a lot. Of, there's, there's a lot of plot in this movie. It's actually quite a yeah. staggering amount of plot for a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, like you said, it does sound like a little crazier, like when you kind of parse it all out there. But I, I do think, like, you know, the movie does a good job of, you know, kind of, you know, feeding it to you, except for like the, the one just kind of ghosty exposition part feels like a little. Yeah, like maybe like it, I I don't know like the best way how to get that information across, but I don't know, it just feels like a little cheap just to have like the ghost come and be like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna put my head to yours and you'll find everything out. Here's your exposition dump, and I think yeah. it made it worse that it kept cutting back to her because it kind of emphasized yeah, yeah. how long it was taking, which was <laughs> yeah. weird because you could sort of see the villagers with their like their flashlights off in the distance, and it <laughs> felt like why are they not any closer? Like it feels like because <laughs> if it just all done it in one chunk and then cut back to her, be like, okay, well time like she got all that really quickly, even though for us it was like two or three minutes, but for her it was you know a snap yeah. second, right? But because it mm-hmm. keeps cutting back to her, it gives you the impression of time passing for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, it feels like this is weird. What, how have they not found her yet? They're like, you know, they're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they're not, not, they're not really, they're not. They're still in the same place somehow. Uh, well, and maybe that's supposed to tell us that this is all happening quickly for her. But like I say, sure. cutting back to her three or four times makes it feel like time is passing. So that's a, maybe an editing problem more than anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's definitely not needed. Yeah. But I, I guess, yeah, the way it dumps the exposition and what two big you know chunks as a bit of a problem from a structural point of view uh mm-hmm. but it is worth mentioning you know whenever someone does get their throat slit or someone uh there is a kill or there is something like that it's very effective and looks very good oh yeah yeah no i i think that stuff like uh like again the the cgi ghost stuff um there's not a ton of it but yeah that stuff is a little iffy but all the actual like you know like yeah slitting of throats and skinning uh like human flesh and stuff like that stuff like looks really good and um i i really like this like village setting like it, even when they you know right away when they get there it's like you know it feels very creepy and like yeah everyone just like automatically seems kind of like distrustful and like you know even when they're kind of trying to be you know nice and informative like it, you know it's you still like feel like oh they have something to hide and that you're not really safe and then i, I kind of love how like the movie starts off with like you know, this very tense, scary scene where someone is, you know, trapped in this very small enclosed space. And then, you know, to the, you know, later on in the movie, we get this point where, you know, she feels like very trapped, but in like a very, you know, big uh, open space, like, you know, like, oh, like you're trapped in the village. Like, um, I don't know. I just think that's really cool. And then, uh, yeah, like, I mean, if anything, maybe I could have even used like a, a little bit more of like kind of running and sneaking and hiding around and sure, stuff like that. Sure. That stuff was all really good. Yeah, we kind of glossed over the fact that, you know, the first half hour is... Because the best friend is there for a while. So, so she's there for a, yeah. at least half an hour, if not a bit more than that, before she's uh, killed. Uh, in fact, it may even be closer to the halfway point. So there is a lot of build-up mm-hmm. that maybe is a bit slower, but luckily their their friendship and like, interaction is entertaining enough that you're kind of yeah. into the slow build of them, like, sort of theorizing, okay... Because the reason why they're going there is because she realizes she might own a house, so it may be worth something, mm-hmm. so they want the money for it. Um... But then everyone's yeah, like, so weird and hostile towards them that they start to really question mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And I, I do kind of like the mystery of, like, you know, it's, like, a very, like, small village and, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of small houses and then there's just, like, just this one, like, big, like, you know, very uh, you know, elaborate house out of nowhere that, like, you know, looks like it's been abandoned for a long time. And it's like, okay, why is no one, like, living here? And, yeah, it seems like... 
<clears throat> you know, just um, so strange that it would just be out in the open here. And... I will question, though, the best friend at one point goes to take a bath, and this bathroom looks like condemned. I'm like, why would... Oh, yeah. Yeah, why, why would you even think about going into that bathtub? That is just That does not make sense to me yeah. whatsoever. Also, I mean, we mentioned, uh, like, the baby killing, but, I mean, honestly, the darkest scene in the movie might be the three girls that are kidnapped. You don't see it dead on, but you actually see the shadow puppet, as it were, of like all three of them get their neck snapped, which is actually really dark. Yeah, like, you don't usually sure. see such a, I mean, it's not, again, it's not looking directly at them, but just seeing the shadows of it happening is a lot more direct of how I tend to expect to see a child death in a movie. It's a lot more, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's definitely the, the most visual I've seen of a, of a death like this, for sure. Um, So, yeah. Because uh, obviously uh, the 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 text, the little slip of paper that was put on her leg, her dad did that. Not not a real father or a birth father, but you know the puppeteer. He put mm-hmm. that in her leg because he realized that she was being haunted by these three girls, and this was like to ward them off. This was like a like a spell to like keep yeah. them away. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how that ties back in from the start of the movie. So I mean, everything does neatly yeah. tie together. Like the, the everything does kind of yeah. you know work together uh, as far as mm-hmm. I could tell. Again, there's a lot of details. Uh, that might become clearer on a second viewing, but it's interesting enough, and you're kind of like intrigued by the wackiness of it all. That I think you're in in for the ride if you get into it. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's, yeah, it's no, not. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I know that it's just like a yeah. I think a a good mix of like um yeah. There's some like creepy stuff, but then like yeah, some very real like horror of you know these people like. You know, hunting you down and like you know, especially scary like yeah you know, before she even knows anything like yeah why like you know in the opening scene it's like just kind of like freaky that like oh this person like wants me dead for like i have no idea why and like they're calling me by this like different name and stuff and like yeah that in of itself is like kind of eerie and um mm-hmm. yeah and then like all the backstory stuff like i like that it does kind of have like almost feels like the way you would you know, talk about, like, an urban legend or something, or, like, the way people would, you know, like, talk about, like, if there's a haunted house on their street. Uh, like, I like that kind of vibe to it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a few minor complaints here. Like, you know, I don't think it's perfect, but a lot of it, like, really, really worked for me. And, uh, yeah, so I was really happy with it. Yeah, I was, uh, I was into it more than I was expecting to be, based on the mm-hmm. director's previous movie. I wasn't sure what cool. to expect. Uh, so yeah. I was surprised. And I, I think... Well, I don't think this is, you know, flawless by any means. I'm agree with it super high. I think it's a good movie with some interesting ideas, uh, some very memorable moments. Uh, I will say the impression I'm left with more than anything, though, is the potential of this director tackling some very non-supernatural uh, concepts in the future. Because that yeah. opening sequence is very well done, and I think I'd, I'd be really intrigued to see more of that stuff uh, going forward. You know, I, I wanted to check it out before we did but i I forgot but uh i do think he uh he has a trailer out for his new movie um i i I forget what it is but uh maybe i'll watch this well he's he's not listed as directing anything after this on imdb but he is listed as writing a couple of things after this uh one which is also 2019 although technically it was 2020 before everyone got this Mm -hmm. so this will be eligible on our best of 2020 list uh as far as i'm concerned uh, one is called The Queen of Black Magic, which he did not direct. He just wrote. Okay. Uh, so maybe that's ca- what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. And then the other one, which is not coming out until next year, 
Uh, and it doesn't have it seems to have an English title yet, so it's just a Sri Ashe. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Uh, and the plot is unknown, but it's based on a comic book apparently. I mean, you probably could look up the comic book if you wanted to. Well, hold on. This is the first of the next <laughs> films in the Bumalangit Cinematic Universe Phase One. Interesting. <laughs> okay, that's very specific. It's very specific. All right, so he's doing like a comic book universe thing. Or at least writing it. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't seem like he's directed it, though. He's not, no. So, oh, okay. So, I'm sure he'll direct something before long, though. Yeah. Uh, Alright. Yeah, I, I want to say... It, it must be the Queen of Black Magic, yeah, because I'm just looking stuff up real quick, and I think I'm seeing a recent... Uh, mm. uh, Lady Disgusting article about it, so that must have been where I, where I saw it, but... Cool. Yeah, check out that trailer later, and and and, and uh, it looks like these are all coming to Shutter, so <laughs> that's uh, cool. Oh, good. Uh, um, now the uh, we, we should probably have to talk about like, you know, the end end. Yeah. Which so I it, think I already mentioned you weren't. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Which I yeah, I'm not really crazy about. Yeah, it, it jumps a year later uh, after you know Maya gets away, everything's fine, curse is lifted, mm-hmm. uh, which feels right for the movie, but it basically yeah. gives us the idea that there's a new curse because. The ghost of the evil witch woman shows up mm. and eats the baby out of a pregnant woman. Uh, yeah. we don't we don't see it, but basically we hear some screams. She she appears in a reflection, and the husband comes running in, and he's like, "What happened to the baby?" And it just cuts to like the ghost of the woman just sort of is like chewing something, and it's like, "Yeah, wait, this is." The... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for a movie where there's a ghost of a evil witch eating babies. <laughs> that sounds like a, a fun time potentially, yeah. but it didn't, I don't I didn't need it at the end of this. It it just feels like there is like a sense of relief, like once the curse is lifted. Mm-hmm. That like, I mean, granted, we don't really you know get to know anyone in this village fairly well, but it is kind of like okay, it feels like that's done great. And then to just all of a sudden be like, nope, there's a meat like you know almost immediately like a new curse. It's like ah, oh, god damn it. I mean. <laughs> so, there's like, this what, thing... Is it going to be one healthy like child in this village, and then it's like? I mean, we just complained about the dark and the wicked, but I feel like there's a lot of mm-hmm. this problem with horror movies where, for some reason, there's this this trend where they have to end with no, the horror is not really defeated. Like they have to end yeah. with that <laughs> that feeling. It's like, you know, we can we can have a happy ending, but still have the story be quite tense and scary and all that stuff. It, right, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't deflate the rest of the movie because you end with, oh, we, we solved it. Something. Don't get me wrong. Some movies should have a dark ending. Some <laughs> movies should have with yeah. the, everything's hopeless and despair and blah, blah, blah. But totally. sometimes it's just not the right move and it just feels kind of tacked on. And I think this because yeah. it even jumps a year ahead, so it does feel really tacked on. It's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's because he has an idea for an Impetigor 2 that he wants to do at some point. Yeah, or, maybe. But... Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I had fun. So, uh, Tim, yeah. why don't you rate Impetigor? Uh, so, again, I am going to go uh, pretty high. Um, I mean, yeah, it's my second time watching it, and I still like felt pretty captivated by a lot of it. Um, I yeah, I like the you know performance like from the two main characters. Uh, and again, the the opening scene's great. Um, yeah, I like you know the a lot of stuff in the village and you know the backstory. There's a lot of like cool interesting ideas again there's a lot going on but it all you know like works fairly well and um i, I think a lot of the horror elements are great uh you know there's it's not perfect there's a few nitpicks here and there but uh again it, i really really liked it and uh worked really well for me so i'm, I'm gonna give it go as high as an eight and say uh 
Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go as high as that. It's a bit, I'd say it's a little more uneven than that, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm happy to give this a seven and say it's good. Cool. It's all seven. So uh, I definitely liked it more than Satan Slaves. And uh, so, some I, of the uh, mm-hmm. IMDb user reviews seem to imply that I'm crazy for thinking that because I, so, <laughs> there's at least three or four here that say, not as good as Satan Slaves, lame or boring or something. Well, uh, so I, I did think this was going to be uh, uh, a little bit more of a competitive episode because I, yeah, because I, I, I remember you really didn't like Satan Slaves. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, maybe this is going to be round two. Uh, so, so I'm a little surprised, but I mean, even though I really like Satan Slaves, I do think this is better. Like uh, uh-huh. I, and, and again, like I, I like Satan Slaves a lot. It worked uh, pretty well for me, but I, yeah, I still think this is definitely the more interesting one. Um, the one that has more standout bits. Um <clears throat> like Satan Slave is good, but I think at the end of the day it is just a, a haunted house movie. I, I think it does, you know, the haunted house stuff really well, but I think this is actually like, oh, okay, this is something interesting and different I haven't really seen before. Yeah, it's it's a bit different. Um I'm just glancing at the IMDB user reviews right now. Mm. Uh so this one from T Rex five six eight one nine six eight two five uh from earlier this year. Uh this is the headline for the review. It's official now. The future of cinema no longer resides in the U.S. <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Well, I, I mean, I think we did mention before. Okay, okay. Eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, that, I, that headline just makes it sound like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like, eight oh, out yeah, ten. yeah. Eight out of ten. <laughs> uh... Oh, no, that that is pretty funny. But I mean, I think we did mention before that, like, um, yeah, uh, like I mean, I think, you know, aside from, like before the last couple of years, I, I can't really think of like any Indonesian movies I've seen. But like, um, when we did the first Saiyan Slaves, uh, we did it like right at the same time as um, uh, as it made the devil take you. Uh, it was a little bit later, but yes, yeah, they're all in the last yeah. few years, yeah. But like that, you know, that, those. Well, I think um, when we reviewed them, I think we did it around the same time, or at least somewhat close together. But okay. like, um, but the yeah, like I, I think you know, we we just kind of randomly like, oh yeah, like haven't really seen many movies from there, and like all of a sudden, yeah, it seems like they are popping up. So like, I I think it's uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really. Uh, it, it seems like a pretty bold statement to say like, oh yeah, the the future of cinema is uh going in that direction but yeah i do like that we are getting you know more movies from there and yeah i don't think i guess just from different places in general but i don't know if i could say it's as good as the uh the early 2000s like korean kind of like sure onslaught because like all of a sudden like t- 2000 to 2000 like seven from korea was like hey by the way you should really care about like chanwook park and you should really care about yeah. uh all these <laughs> all these wonderful movies that are coming out of there now um mm-hmm. You know, it feels like a relatively whereas you know obviously other asian countries have been making movies that or at least that are more universally known you know japan's yeah. been well known in the film industry since the like the, the 40s and 50s so it's not but whereas <laughs> korean's film industry at least to people in the west it seems like a newer thing i'm sure they were making things for a long time but oh yeah, it, yeah. in terms of stuff making its way to us and being like hey this is cool stuff so maybe it's the same thing here with uh, Indonesia where, okay, they've probably already always been making stuff, but maybe oh, finally yeah, yeah, yeah. it's starting to trickle out and we're getting to see it in the... And maybe having more dedicated streaming services for this sort of shit is exactly why we're seeing <laughs> uh, more of it spring out. So 
yeah. but there you go. Uh, that is that. Uh, if you made it this far in the review, put the, <laughs> put the word puppeteer in the comments uh, to let us know you made it to the end. Uh, Tim's going to do his pose for the thumbnail, so here we go. Three, two, one. Pose. It's a very happy very happy man uh, thinking about his uh, skinless <laughs> baby uh so there you go uh, so uh we mentioned patreon earlier of course patreon.com slash tv please go over there and consider supporting us uh like and subscribe all the usual stuff get us on the twitters at streams midnight for updates and banter and whatnot who knows what we've been tweeting out there uh at the time of this coming out because it's months away in, in the future we don't know what we're going to be saying by then uh tim's probably going to be yelling about you know like baby balls or something i don't know <laughs> do you know what's really scary guys when the baby starts crying at 5 a.m and you have to get up that's the that's the true horror now <sighs> yeah that <laughs> sounds about right yeah, that's like a reasonable <clears throat> prediction uh all right see i don't think that the crying i don't think will be creepy it'll be creepy when like it's just staring in a corner and laughing like that that'll be unsettling <laughs> your baby's going to do the Blair Witch but they're just in the corner yeah. of the room just st- <laughs> staring in the corner <laughs> and for, for whatever reason when the first words are finally spoke they'll just they'll speak in a, an English accent just so they can say Bram sounding things <laughs> daddy 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 <laughs> all right so thank you very much for joining us We're, we've got a few more left to record uh which i'm letting you know just so you know because i think it's gonna be really funny from the audience perspective where they're just going to go from one week to the next and but for us it'll be like five months of difference in recording oh yeah <laughs> and i think that's quite funny so uh yeah so yeah let us know what you think of the movie in the comments if you've seen it but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time.